together. Brother Tony, you come, my friend. Thanks. Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. And I will read uh, verses 1 through 9. After two days was the feast of Passover and of unleavened bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. But they said, Not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she brake the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it, may, for it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, Let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to burying. Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for memorial of her. And the title of the message tonight is Full Sacrifice. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity I have to do this. And Lord, we just pray that you would have all the honor and glory tonight, Lord. Just be with me as I give something that you've laid on my heart, Lord. And just pray that it's a blessing to the people here. And Lord, as it was a blessing to me as well. And Lord, help us to just have a good rest of the night in your name. Amen. Uh, reading our text here, uh, we see that full sacrifice is demonstrated. Um, full sacrifice or real sacrifice uh, to the Lord is a type of sacrifice that uh, should be uh, evident in every Christian's lives. Uh, this sacrifice isn't just for fathers today. Uh, it's for mothers. It's for grandparents. And uh, it's also uh, evident, should be evident in the lives of children and teenagers as well on up. But what is full sacrifice? What do I mean by that? It's the kind of sacrifice uh, talked about, really, uh, by men in, uh, like, for instance, Paul. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, the teens would know this verse very well. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Paul says in this verse that it's our reasonable service, meaning it's spiritual, it's logical. In other words, it's just the right thing to do, uh, that we should uh, give our lives full sacrifice to him. It's the kind of sacrifice where we give our whole life to God to do with whatever he pleases. Why? Well, just because like what we're going to partake of here tonight, uh, we remember what Jesus did for us on the cross uh, how he shed his blood for us, gave his life for us, his all for us, we in return ought to be willing to do the same. Sacrifice our all for him. So that is the type of sacrifice that we find here in this passage. Uh, the context here, uh, Jesus is on his way to Calvary. And as he goes, a woman expresses the depths of her love and devotion 
to Jesus by a costly sacrifice. See, others didn't really get her demonstration here. In fact, we see and we can read and, uh, that uh, people mocked her and asked her, why would you do something like this? They didn't get it. They didn't get the demonstration of love and sacrifice that this woman had. Uh, but Jesus did. In fact, Jesus tells those around him that this woman's sacrifice was full sacrifice because she hath done all she could. Jesus definitely knew what full sacrifice was. He was going to know. And because, really, in the next few days or so, he was going to Calvary. He was going to give his life for the whole world, sacrifice his whole self for us. He knew what full sacrifice was. Now I would like us tonight, for a short period of time, to consider what this woman did tonight. Yes, I know it's the Lord's Supper, and a time where we can remember what Jesus has done for us. But to me, it's more than that. The Lord's Supper should be more than that for us believers. It should be a time to, hey, consider, what am I doing for the Lord? Uh, what Am I right with Him? What have I been doing uh, that I can, you know help him out in any way possible, full sacrifice to him. Uh, but um, So we look at this mess, and really it's just been an odd day, because uh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny, but we had a, a message about Christmas tonight, and on the hottest day, of the, or this morning, on the hottest day of the whole year, well, today we're going to look at a woman on Father's Day. We're going to say, <laughs> just the way it works out, that's what happens when pastor lets us take control of the day. <laughs> Anyways, there's something that we can learn here, and a great truth that we can learn here tonight on this, even Father's Day, and as we look at the Lord's Supper. Number one, as we look here, uh, simply put, uh, she gave full sacrifice. She gave full sacrifice. Here in this passage, we see this woman pouring the box of ointment on the head of Jesus. Now, now many people believe this woman to be Mary. I actually believed in this woman to be Mary as well. You can uh, actually, all four of the Gospels, they record this in one way or another. And in the book of John, they actually do say that it is Mary. And, uh, but also, in the book of John, they record that she put the ointment on Jesus' feet. So, you know, I don't know what went wrong there. But uh, anyway, uh, the book of John, I do know, was written, I think, maybe about 30 years, a decade or so afterwards. So uh, maybe something, I don't know. But, you know, either way, when you read these four different accounts, you can just kind of see just the different aspects that these four men picked out of this uh, thing here, this story here. So it's kind of neat. Either way, back to the ointment here. Uh, now that I have read a, a few different things uh, uh, about this passage, I read that this ointment was very expensive. It was very precious. It said it was worth 300 pence. And if you did the math or, or uh, about that time of uh, uh, back in Bible times, uh, basically 300 pence would be what it would have uh, taken a full year's wage to actually purchase. In other words, uh, be about fifteen thousand dollars today. Fifteen to twenty thousand dollars is what I read. And on top of that, uh, the spike nard—if I'm pronouncing that right—mentioned uh, here was produced from a very rare plant. And so it just gives you an idea of just how precious this ointment was that she had. And oftentimes, this ointment was purchased uh, uh, from years of saving, and it was usually uh, for preparations for uh, funeral purposes. 
However, we see Mary willingly, sacrificially pouring it on Jesus. You know, some would say she did this as part of a custom. I beg to differ. I believe Mary gave all she had to give glory to her Savior, Jesus Christ. See, it wasn't about her. It was about Jesus. Uh, this is really the same thought that, again, that Paul had. Uh, in 2 Timothy 4, 6, he says this, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. See, Paul was just really, all throughout his life, he realized that he was just a sacrifice for his Lord. He was just to be used in whatever way he could, all the way up uh, to the end. He realized that, hey, I'm going to give my all to the Lord up to the end. Mary's sacrifice was an expression of her love to the Lord. She literally, in those days, gave her best, her all, everything that she had. What have you given to the Lord, and what have you held back for yourselves? So we see, number one, she gave full sacrifice. Number two, she gave of her full service as well. She has done what she could. That's what Jesus said. That statement right there sums up the depth of her service to Jesus as well. Jesus simply said she had done everything that was in her power, everything that she possibly could have done. And then we just see the critics uh, uh, wagging their fiery tongues, complaining about this. It's like, why would you do something like that? And Jesus explains in in verses 6 and 7 that that that's what Mary had done was really a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for her. She saw that opportunity. She wanted to serve the Lord. She went for it. She jumped at the opportunity to do that. You see, what a lesson we can learn here tonight as well. A lesson that when God speaks to our hearts, you know, to do something, whatever it might be, to witness to this person, uh, uh, to encourage this person to go this place, to take this job, whatever it might be, whatever God tells us to do, boy, we should jump at it. We should be ready to go, ready to serve the Lord, whatever he has us to do. Too often, I think we miss out on special moments, special times of service, or we miss out on blessings in different areas because oh, we don't want to do this. We're too busy with our own things, and we don't want to give up this. We don't give our all. Mary saw the opportunity. She did not hesitate. She did not care about what people thought, what people were saying around that uh, table. It was full sacrifice, full service. How about you? Are you ready to do whatever God has for you? Whatever it might be. You are missing out on blessings if you aren't being patient and waiting, if you aren't jumping at the opportunity when God gives it to you, whatever it is. We see that she gave full sacrifice. She gave full service. Number three, she was, gave a full surrender as well. I like what one person said about this whole picture that's kind of taken place here. You know, in Christ's day, they didn't just sit in chairs around the table like how we would, you know, around the dinner table or whatnot. Uh, they didn't do it like that. In fact, the table was low to the ground. I don't know how low, but it was low enough where you couldn't just pull up a chair. In fact, they uh, just sat down on the ground, and usually, you know, they'd have their legs out behind them, and that's how they ate. That's how they uh, did things around the dinner table uh, back in the Bible times. Now, therefore, when Mary 
walked up to Jesus, most likely she was actually quite a bit taller than Jesus uh, because you know, he was sitting down. You can kind of imagine us sitting down, somebody walking up to us, well, they're taller. Well, Mary was definitely much taller than Jesus when she walked up. Uh, so as things go on, as she comes out, uh, and as she uh, comes out to give her sacrifice or, or ointment, uh, to the Lord, she was much taller than him. You know, I, I couldn't help but think, but have you ever been like sitting at a table and uh, somebody just kind of awkwardly comes up and just stands behind you? I don't know. <laughs> That's happened to me a couple times, you know, and I'm just like, what's going on, you know? <laughs> and it's like they're standing back there for like a few minutes. I'm thinking they're going to steal my dinner roll or something like that. <laughs> and, well, and then... I just simply offer them a seat, you know, hey, there you go, why don't you sit down and enjoy yourselves. But so this situation here, I'm sure Mary didn't want to be awkward, but I'm sure also Mary had a different purpose behind this rather than just standing up. You know, I like to think, and what this one person said, I thought it was a great point, that Mary, when she came and she anointed Jesus on the head here in this specific passage, she knelt down. And she wasn't awkward about it. Now, it's possible that she could have stood up and put the ointment on Jesus' head standing up there, but she didn't do that. I believe she knelt down right where Jesus was. She got on a face-to-face level with him out of respect for that person. You know, kneeling down has always been a thing of respect. It's always been an act of, of someone surrendering their lives. Mary knew who Jesus was. You know, in fact, she probably knew who Jesus was better than Jesus' disciples actually knew, I believe. You know, she knew that Jesus was going to die on the cross for her sins in just a few days there. She knew. So she showed utmost respect by kneeling instead of hovering over him. She was surrendered. She was surrendered to the fact that Jesus was the king of kings, uh, the great high priest, the prophet, and that Jesus was the one that was going to die for her. She didn't want to be above Jesus. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if Mary was more in touch with Jesus than anybody in that room there. Mary knew Jesus. Mary uh, uh, wanted to show Jesus the utmost respect. Therefore, she surrendered her priceless possessions. She gave of her service. She gave of her whole self uh, during that time there. Mary didn't care what others thought of her around the table. She didn't care about the mockers there. But the only thing she cared about was that she was doing the right thing. Complete surrender to her Lord. Luke 9, if you turn there, Luke 9 chapter, uh, sorry, Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. Luke 9 here shows us a bit of what Jesus says, what true surrender is supposed to be. Luke 9, 23, in verse, uh, Luke chapter 9, and verse 23, it says, And he said unto them, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Jesus had to explain at this time to his disciples what it meant to be surrendered to him. Um, 
really in this passage here, you can read a little bit before, but what's taken place here is uh, this took place shortly after uh, Jesus fed the 5,000 plus women and children. And uh, just a great miracle that uh, Jesus did. And because of those miracles, uh, the many acts that he did during that time, he was gathering a crowd with him. A crowd was following him wherever he went. Uh, They just wanted to see the next thing that Jesus was going to do, the next cool act. Uh, so, uh, but also, uh, Jesus started thinking, is, oh, these people don't really understand what it's like to actually be a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, see, these people are just wanting to see what I'm going to do next. They don't really understand what a disciple is. And so Jesus kind of explains, and he gets up, and he starts telling them what it's ha- it takes to be a disciple, what it takes to be a follower of Jesus Christ. It was a lesson to follow Christ, and it meant not earthly gain, but it meant entire sacrifice. Dying to yourself, taking up your cross, is what it took to wholeheartedly surrender to God. Is that you today? Are you fully surrendered to God? Are you so surrendered to your Savior so much that you don't really care what others think? You don't really care about what possessions that you have that you don't want to give away, your comforts of life. You're so surrendered to him that, hey, you're on you're on time. You know, whatever God says, you're ready to do it. You're going to jump right in and do it. Are you so surrendered to your savior that you would give up just about anything your whole entire life for him? Are you willing to give your all for Jesus? That is the price of surrender. As we conclude here, and very short, but boy, it challenged me. Just thinking about that thought, she has done what she could. Full sacrifice, fully given herself to service, and fully surrendered. See, this is a lesson that each and every one of us can learn. It's not to say that we must give away our most priceless possessions, It's not to say that uh, we have to give up our livelihood. It's not to say that we have to not enjoy our lives. No, it's just simply put, are you surrendered to Jesus Christ? Whatever he has for you. Are you willing to sacrifice your life? Are you willing to serve him in any part of your life? God would have us to do. He would have us to look for opportunities to serve, uh, to live a life of sacrifice for the Lord. I wonder if Jesus could say the same thing about my life, if he could say the same thing about yours as well. As we come here and we we take communion here, boy, there's so many different things that this means. Boy, obviously we're remembering what Jesus has done for us, but also it's a time to think, boy, am I living my life for him? Am I fully surrendered to him because he's given his all for me? There's a couple, William and Mary Tano, they were crossing a railroad, and uh, uh, as she was crossing the railroad, Mary's uh, leg got stuck in between a a railroad tie, or uh, anyway, she got her foot caught in the middle of the railroad track. Uh, Frantically, she tried to get loose because uh, there was a train coming, unfortunately, and it was coming very quick. And uh, she tried, 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 and her husband looked back, and she realized the predicament that she was in, and and he ran back and and tried helping, doing the best uh, that he could, but uh, he couldn't get her wife's foot freed. Um, 
train started coming closer. You could hear the brakes screeching. And Mary realized that it wasn't going to happen. She wasn't going to get out. She cried, leave me, Bill, leave me. Seeing his efforts were useless, he arose quickly and just held her in her arms to protect her the best that he could. While the bystanders watched in horror, the train came thundering and hit them and ran them straight over. It was reported that just before the train actually hit them, that Bill cried out, I'll stay with you, Mary. Although this man was unable to save his wife, his devotion never faltered. No matter what, he was going to stay with his wife and do the best that he could. And in this sense, it is an excellent picture of the sacrifice that Jesus expects from us as well. Well, he expects our best because he gave his best for us. She hath done what she could. What an excellent picture here in God's word. And uh, an excellent picture of a woman that did her all uh, for Jesus. We might not think of that, that simple precious ointment there. But boy, that was literally all she had. And she wanted it for Jesus Christ. And we ought to do the same. Are you so surrendered to the Lord that your Lord, you realize that your life isn't yours at all. It's, it's Jesus Christ to be used in whatever fashion he would desire. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Just thank you for everything you do for us, Lord. Just thank you for the good services today, Lord. I just pray that this message spoke to uh, people's hearts, Lord, as it spoke to mine. And Lord, as we think of a life here, uh, Mary, Lord, and just the great example she was, and just the reminder to us, as it ought to be, that we as Christians, both young and old, ought to be willing to be fully sacrificed to you in whatever way. Lord, just help us to uh, take with us today that truth. Lord, just bless the remainder of the service, Lord, and help you to get all the honor and glory in your name. Amen. Thank you, Brother Tony. Appropriate uh, message, a great challenge as we consider the Lord's Supper even this evening. Let me ask you this question, kind of draw it into our consideration as we go to, uh, to partake and observe the Lord's Supper. Certainly ask the deacons that are going to help serve if they'd make their way. Let me ask you this. We think of that statement there in that passage, she hath done what she could. It very well could serve as an epitaph on her headstone. What would yours say? Would yours and mine say spiritually for the Lord, he or she has done what he could, she could? I think it kind of sets the bar. Sometimes we ask our children to do things, (laughs) and we know they're capable, but their spirit isn't in it. Their heart isn't in it. Christian, can I ask you, can it be said of you? She hath done what she could for the Lord. He has done what he could for the Lord. Full surrender, full sacrifice. The Bible tells